Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Niching Compass. I am your host, Allegra Stein, and I am so excited today to bring you the first interview in a series that I'm pulling together called 10 Questions for UMAP Coaches. If you listened to my previous episode, you heard the announcement that I am in the middle of becoming a, a UMAP Master Trainer which means that I will be accredited to train and certify other coaches and people leaders to use UMAP in their practice and with their teams. You can learn more about that at UMAP with Allegra. And I will likely be sharing more of my own story around how UMAP changed my practice. But what I wanted to do with this series was introduce you to other coaches who were using UMAP in their coaching practices and to hear their stories about why they made that decision, how they're using it with their clients, what breakthroughs that they've had. And so today I am thrilled to introduce you to Victoria Volk of theunleashedheart.com. Um, she does a lot of very powerful and important work around grief recovery. And in our conversation, we talk about her decision to get certified to use UMAP, how it's different than the other tools that she uses, how she's using it in her practice, the insights that her clients have had, and more. So if you're a coach considering getting certified in the UMAP tool, I think this will help you decide if it could be a good fit. If you're a fellow UMAP coach, you might find it super inspiring and give you some new ideas about how you could use it in your own practice. And if you're along for the ride and just here for a good conversation, I hope you find parts of our conversation helpful for your own coaching journey. With that, I bring you Victoria Volk and 10 questions for a UMAP coach. Here we go. Hi, Victoria. Thank you so much for being the first UMAP coach to participate in my 10 questions for UMAP coaches series. Thank you. I'm <laughs> excited to be asked to be a part of this. It's I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. So for those of you listening, I'm here with Victoria Volk. She is a certified UMAP coach as well as she has a number of other really awesome certifications under her belt. You can find her at theunleashedheart.com if you want to kind of check that out at the start of our conversation. But um, I will ask her to share more about where you can find out about her work um, before we take off today. But uh, we're just going to dive right in. I'm going to actually, I have to ask, because I always am curious, what are your top five strengths, Victoria? Empathy mm. is the number one. Mm -hmm. Intellection, connectedness, strategic, and input. So very much a thinker. You're very much a thinker. So... For those of you listening, when you, uh, whether you get a UMAP for yourself or you choose to use UMAP in your own practice, um, one of the pillars of UMAP is helping someone identify their strengths and actually coaching them around what their strengths mean and how to use them. So you'll find in UMAP circles and in strength circles, there's always, you know, like, what are your top five? What are your top five? And as Victoria shared, it's like, she's got three, four of her five, four of her top five are thinking strengths. But then there's that really cool relating empathy up top. I love it. Do you find that empathy is your driver? Is that kind of what's what's at the top there? Yes. Mm -hmm. Very so much that's, so. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and dive into the 10 questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. So number one, what were you doing? What did your coaching practice look like before you made the decision to get certified in UMAP? I had been working with grievers in groups in person okay, and 
also just really diving into and learning about energy mm-hmm. through Reiki. And so I had gotten those certifications uh, to work with grievers and to do energy work. And then COVID hit and all the trainings and everything went online. And I couldn't, all of a sudden I couldn't meet with people in person. Uh, okay. Grievers and I couldn't have groups and all of that. And so these trainings opened up to get my advanced certification. And fortunately it was perfect timing because I had already been working with people in person for a while. Okay. Had I just gotten certified, that wouldn't have been possible. Uh, so during COVID is the blessing out of that was that I got some advanced certifications where I could work with grievers online. Using and- those modalities, using like Reiki and the bio, is it biometrics, bio biofield tuning biofield tuning so that i i just added that this last year okay so before umap you were doing primarily reiki reiki and in-person groups and okay got it got it yeah and and it was during covid too that i got this certification so i just really took advantage of that time to study and learn and get me some more tools under my belt that's awesome. And so question number two is like, why, why did you decide, you know, there are lots of different tools out there. <laughs> there are lots of different things that we can learn about and get trainings and get, you know, certificates. And why did you decide to get certified in UMAP? Kind of what was the, was there a particular need that it filled? You know, what, uh, and I may have a quick follow-up question to that, but what would you say kind of the primary reason was you chose to go in that direction? You know, when you asking me that question, I just realized I don't even know how I found it. <laughs> to be honest, like I have no idea because I'm not a huge social media user. Okay. So I'm not even, I couldn't even tell you how I found it. But when I came across it and I was just reading, I read everything I possibly could on the website and everything. And I set up a call with Kristen and I just, my intuitively, I just felt like it was the missing piece mm-hmm. work that I was already doing with grievers because here, you know, I would walk them through this really powerful action evidence-based program to clear the muck of their past, right? Which I experienced personally myself. And then you ask yourself these big questions. Well, what do I want to do with my life now? Mm. What, What now? Especially like in the case of a spouse, the breadwinning spouse passing away, widow, widowed women or men too, yeah, of course, are asking themselves, how do I support myself? How do I support my kids? What do I do now? And so it was really the missing piece. Who am I without this person? Right. I spent 20 years with, 10 years with even, right? Or this friendship that totally fell away. I mean, grief is, there's more than 40 plus losses. So there's a lot of reasons why people grieve and we're all grievers. We all yes. grieve something. Yeah. Grief is the loss of hopes, dreams, and expectations. Anything we wish would have been different, better, or more. So you can pool a lot of things under that. And we collect a lot of grief rocks in our backpacks since childhood and well into adulthood. And so those patterns that we've developed in childhood and these things, these behaviors that we learned in childhood and how we cope with our grief definitely follow us into adulthood. And then when that last, that loss happens, it's, and you're like, you feel like your world is just crumbling and you start to pick up the pieces. There's those big questions. And so you map, honestly, I looked at it like, this is the missing piece. This is the after 
piece. But what I didn't expect was how it would help me understand my client so much better and help them connect the dots for themselves as to, especially when it comes to the values piece of UMAP, because even for me personally, um, learning where I was dishonoring my own values or other people yeah. in my life were dishonoring my values, that creates grief in our lives. And so it, it really, it ties in perfectly for what I'm doing. Even in my energy work, it, it's just very much like, think about like, if you have a job you hate and you're grinding every day and you're going to this job and let's say your boss is just an a-hole. Can I say that? He's oh, just yeah, a-hole, please. Right? It's all good. And, and you have a conflicting relationship with that boss. There's grief in that relationship with that boss. Ah, uh, Yes. So you can look at your UMAP. How is this person violating my boundaries, my values? You know, boundaries and values are very much intertwined. Mm-hmm. It, it just is every, it answers a lot of questions. For, it helps people connect the dots. And because connectedness is in my top five, ah. <laughs> fireworks when I'm talking to someone about this with their grief. That's amazing. So again, I, I have, for those who are listening, UMAP is this, is a, um, a very powerful assessment tool and it reveals a person's strengths, their values, skills, and interests. So when you hear Victoria and I, and other UMAP coaches talking about these different pillars, we call them these pillars, um, UMAP is the assessment that actually reveals those unique characteristics of whatever client it is that you're working with and you administer the assessment to. So Question number three, Victoria, is how would you, how do you explain what UMAP is to someone who's never heard of it? I know I just touched on kind of the, the mechanics, but what's your kind of, you know, response when someone's like, so what is UMAP? Why should I, why would I want it? I feel like it's a tool and it's mm-hmm. a guide for your life. Okay. I feel like it will affirm things you may already know about yourself, but it will also reveal things that maybe you don't know. Yeah, And I think like, we all know these things intuitively about ourselves, but I think we deny them, right? There's grief. There's a lot of grief. That's where the grief comes up too. Like we, we play small in our lives. We minimize our strengths. We minimize our awesomeness, Mm -hmm. Um, but this helps to bring those things out and highlight what is right about you, you know? And I think the whole U map for me too, is a guidepost for your life. That's how I explain it to my clients. Like this is your guidepost moving forward. Anything that you're considering doing with your life or anything that you're, um, you get an opportunity proposed to you. Yeah. Does this line up with my values? Does this play to my strengths? Any job opportunity, let's say you're looking for work. Obviously that's a huge part of the UMAP is, you know, career fulfillment and yeah. things like that. So it is a guidepost. I feel a tool and a guide for your life. That's awesome. If I wish if people could were watching, they would just see me like nodding along to everything Victoria is saying, because it's just so cool to talk to a fellow UMAP coach, because I feel the same way. I could geek out about this stuff so hard. I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's just the best thing to bring to our clients. And I love hearing your reflections on it. So when, um, as you've kind of hit on, when you go through a when a coach or a people leader or anyone decides to get certified to use the tool, you get your own UMAP. 
I don't know about you. I, I did not have my UMAP before I went through the certification. I just was like, I want to use this tool with my clients and oh, bonus, I get my own UMAP and we actually use our own UMAPs to go through the training. So it's very immersive and like lots of layers to it. So we're thinking about how to bring it to our clients, but we're also having these insights about ourselves. So question number four, like what were some of your biggest insights? If you kind of remember from the training, like what were some of your biggest insights as a result of getting trained to use it both for yourself, but also if there were insights you had about how it may, you know, thoughts you were having about how it was going to impact your own coaching practice. Well, like you, I didn't have my UMAP before Yeah, I got it as I was going through the certification. Um, but it was affirming for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I, at this point, right. I had already done a lot of energy healing work and I had done a lot of my own personal, personal work through the grief stuff and Reiki and all of that. So I really had uncovered a lot. I already knew about myself, dormant things that I was not really fulfilling yeah. um, about myself. And so it was affirming for what my long-term goals are in my life and the work that I'm doing. It was like empathy. Hello. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. You know, so it was very affirming for me. Um, but I also realized too, where my grief work was still needed because of my life situation at the time. And the values piece, like where I was dishonoring my values, where other people were dishonoring my values, Mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. And that's an ongoing thing, right? Like this, it's an ongoing thing. This, this is a, I feel like this is like this living document. Yes. (laughs) I use that phrase too. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. I tell people I got my UMAP and certification in the fall of 2019, which I think, I think was maybe a couple of years before you got yours. And I still tell people, I'm like, it's been three plus years and I still have insights and I'm like, oh my gosh, of course. Like, no wonder that felt this way. So I really appreciate you reflecting that back. It's awesome. Um, okay. So let's get to some nuts and bolts. Cause I know, you know, people, coaches who might be listening in what, in what specific ways did your coaching or your coaching practice change or evolve? Um, as a result of starting to use UMAP and feel free to share examples that are either external around, um, you know, client creation, if you're comfortable sharing, if it impacted income at all, or opportunities that came your way, whatever you're comfortable sharing. And also internally, did it, you know, how it impacted maybe your own confidence or coaching style. Um, I'd love to just share a few like specific results that you experienced in a coach with your own practice, um, as a result of using this tool? Well, so revenue wise for sure, because it was such a value add for my clients. Um, I was able to charge more, right. I added more value to what I was already doing with them. Mm -hmm. Um, it has enriched, I think their coaching experience with me. Um, it's, help me gain my confidence, honestly, too, because I feel like I better understand them without them having to explain themselves. Oh, right? that's such a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, and so it it's really just enriched my coaching for, for, I mean, for sure. Um, increase the value. Like I said, um, the internal piece is obviously it's always a work in progress. Um, 
because as we know, it's like we're one in 30 million, right? I know. Have the same strengths as us. And so it's still a work in progress to learn how, how it all fits, right? Because every UMAP is so different. Yep. And so it is, it is a continuous, continual study too, right? As a coach, we have to continually kind of study to make sure that we are explaining it um, clearly and effectively. That's still my work in progress, I think. But I think that connectedness piece for me has really, that that's my strength has really helped me. Yeah. Um, very much so. Yeah. Uh, as far as like opportunities too. Um, I mean, like I was part of Kristen's last book, ready, set coach. Like, oh, nice. That wouldn't have happened. Right. Um, hadn't, had it not been for this, for me getting certified in this and, um, yeah, I think it's opened up the window too, for me to be able to discuss more in depth. Um, how do I want to say this? Like for podcast guesting, right? Yeah. Like there's a lot more opportunity for me to not just talk about grief, right? Cause grief is like the least sexy topic out there. And it's not something that a lot of podcasters want to talk about. And so this is a kind of a, th kind of a th uh, through line that I can bring up grief, but it's not the main topic. Um, even though grief is my jam, I can still tie the UMAP. I can still tie grief into the UMAP very yeah. easily. So, um, yeah. yeah, opened up a lot of opportunities for speaking potential, you know, in that way too. Um, yeah, it's, I think that's, I think you've hit on something because it's, because it has these like four kind of discrete pillars that they're separate, but they also blend together really powerfully, but in different circumstances, it's helpful to be able to kind of pull out those individual parts because each one of them, it's like choosing your own adventure and you can start conversations and explore ideas from any one of those kind of separate pieces, which is almost like an easy entry point into those deeper conversations. Um, and I also want to reflect back, you said it a few minutes ago that it helped you understand your client better without them having to explain themselves to you. I, that is such a perfect way of putting it. And I, I appreciate you giving it that language because sometimes people say things that you've been thinking, you just didn't realize how you were saying it. And that was, um, just really landed. I can also uh, say that I am the only, oh yeah. And certified grief recovery specialist and certified UMAC coach in the world. So I can say that too. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. That's great. I want you, this is like, I want people to hear your story. So, so share all of those things. I think it's really wonderful. Hearing about your work is just deeply inspiring. So, um, all right, number six. And I think that I'm excited to hear your answer to this because you do have a number of really powerful tools in your tool belt. You've made decision to join and do other certifications. And um, how would you say that a UMAP is different from the other certifications that you've done? Not better because they're all really valuable in your work, but what are some of the differences you think are important for people to know? Well, grief specifically, it's an evidence-based proven method. It's very structured and it's very specific to grief. Mm -hmm. So we don't I mean, although in a, if I wouldn't have this certification, would values come up? 
probably would they really know what they are no because how many people really sit down to really outline what their values are Mm -hmm. um and really make that a compass for their life i mean um so that's something i really highlight with my clients but it complements everything else i do because it's a window into the lives of the people i'm working with again it's really just helps me to better understand them again without them having to explain themselves people i mean especially grievers, they get so sick and tired of having to explain themselves. Yeah. It just takes off that pressure. They can really, truly just be with the coaching and not, and not even like, I'm not like coaching them. Like, this is how you should feel. This is how, how you, how you should respond to this. It's, it really helps me to help them connect the dots for themselves perfectly said I'm just sitting I'm just sitting here enjoying so much how you're describing all of this it's um it's wonderful um all right number seven this is kind of the creative space of it I kind of you know it's it's neat to hear how coaches I was speaking with someone yesterday who was who when I said to them I said you can use this tool in like so many different creative ways it opened up something because there was maybe this preconception that when you learned this tool, you had to use it in one particular way. And one of my top values is creativity. I really love just being like, well, what if we tried this and this and that? So I'd love to hear from you. In what ways have you used UMAP in your practice? So whether in a one-on-one container or a group container, and how are you currently using it? So, you know, people could be listening to this who really want to learn more about your work and possibly work together. So tell us how you brought the tool in the different ways and what's your current kind of favorite use case so before you map i just used the grief recovery method as it is which uh-huh. still is the same i've not as a certified grief recovery specialist we cannot change that method so that is what it is okay but i combined it then when i got so UMAP certified that was one of my my sticking points was like huh how am i gonna blend how am i gonna bring these two things together And in the first year, I just, I included it. I didn't charge extra. I just ran it kind of like a pilot just to see how it would go. And what I found though, is people were really confused with, it was UMAP and it was grief recovery. And (laughs) so this year, or actually last year, yeah, actually it would have been 2021. It was kind of a pilot year. I'm like way behind on my time. It's so a last thing these days. I know. So last year it was the first year where I it was I I put them together and I rebranded them together as do grief differently. Uh, so and I the UMAP is what it is. Grief recovery is what it is and I just bring in the so when I start working with a client the first thing we do is we cover strengths. And we talk okay. about so we uncover their UMAP, they get their UMAP, we go over the strengths. Um, and then we start with grief recovery and then we come back to the UMAP. Interesting. But in between, I kind of, hey, you know, and we're going to get to this, this is one of your questions, so <laughs> I won't ruin it, but there's parts of the UMAP then that get sprinkled in through conversation, not like directly um, coaching on the UMAP itself. Um, and so then a lot of what I've found is my clients will continue to work with me 
because they now have all of this information Mm -hmm. and knowledge and awareness, self-awareness. Well, how do I want to use my UMAP moving forward? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we end with the UMAP too. Well, and they're now working with a coaching partner in you who has taken the time to get to know who they uniquely are. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's another really powerful reason to have a tool like this in your tool belt. Is it tool belt? Is it starts the relationship with you just wanting to learn as much about them as possible so that you can be the kind of partner that will <laughs> maximize and support who they already are and not try and fit them into something that isn't going to be right for them. And so it makes sense that at the end of this first phase that you lead them through, there's just this trust and this, just this sense of Victoria knows who I am and has demonstrated that from the beginning. And um, so that's great that it leads into kind of these next journeys that they want to go on with your support. It's funny you mentioned the word maximize because when I got my UMAP, I was really disappointed that maximize was not in my top five. So I did unlock my 34 and yeah. maximize is my number seventh. So ah. it's my top 10. <laughs> yeah, it's my number. I think it's my number three. And Ooh. it's interesting when I use it because I'm like, you don't have to be a maximizer to want to maximize. But I wonder if I say that because I have it. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. But the other thing I want to mention too is just, I, I haven't really dove into how I could use the separate yep. pillars, yep. right? But I, just in speaking with you, um, I think I already have without realizing it just okay. in like podcast guesting, you know, yeah. different, like talking about values in particular, if I'm not talking about grief, I've been talking about values. So yeah, yeah kind of in that way too. Yeah. I think that's such a good point that it's that, yes, it's this one report, but the report contains four, again, different variables and the creativity really starts to come, like, you don't have to highlight each variable at the same time to the same degree. It, it It's very customizable depending on the clients that you work with, the journeys that you take them on. Um, I've worked with some clients where like the skills pillar is a little more in the background, but then it does start to, you know, depending on where they're at or what roadblock they're facing, it's like, oh, guess what? We have this whole other piece that we can bring into our our work together. Um, whereas with other clients, sometimes the skills pillar is like the most insightful one because you're going through it with them and they're going, no wonder I'm so burned out at the end of every day mm-hmm. because I've been asked to do all these things all day and I want to be doing these things. So um, yeah, just that being able to kind of use the separate pieces both together and separately kind of adds to it's how dynamic it is. And how different it is from like, other assessments Mm. I've taken many (laughs) oh well so so then if it's I'm gonna maybe shoot a tiny little side question here so you have taken other assessments for yourself personally you know because in the beginning of my personal development journey um I had like a midlife unraveling, I call it in 2014. Mm. And that's when I really thought my grief was really starting to come to the forefront of my life. And I was like, my youngest was starting kindergarten and I was closing a business and I, my identity was like wrapped up in all these other external things. Mm. Like, who am I now? My mom hat is gone all day. And you know what I mean? So I was asking myself these big questions. And so I was like, I thought I was messed up. I thought there was something wrong with me. 
Um, I, I was very unhappy in my, in my, with myself and frustrated and frankly, probably even somewhat depressed. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I did all these assessments and I got started doing all these, you know, personal development training things to learn to understand myself better. And my absolute, absolute, absolute favorite quote is Kristen's. The more you know yourself, the less you look to others to tell you who you are. Mm. And that resonates with me on my soul level because I was on this like mission <laughs> to know myself and understand myself. This is what the UMAP gives you. <laughs> it's like, and this is where I'm saying, like, we intuitively know, we intuitively know what we're good at what we enjoy, what we love, we just deny, deny, deny ourselves mm -hmm. and all in our lives. Um, so that's what I love about this assessment is that it really brought out the best in me. Um, there isn't anything wrong with me, but these other assessments, like I'm a Pisces too. So, oh my <laughs> gosh, do. like, oh, but like having my having this the thinking themes like mostly thinking themes and being a Pisces like oh <laughs> like a double whammy it feels like some days yeah head versus heart for sure here mm. yeah. well and with that empathy up top too it's like yeah. I can imagine it's a it's just a such a a wonderful combination and I think you hit that it's like it it shows us what's right it shows our clients what's right with them it just kicks things off I think on such a a transformative foot when we're working with someone new, but without having to do very much. I feel every time I try and like, it's not, it's so elegant in its simplicity. Like there's something about, it's not this complicated thing you have to explain. You're just, you just kind of hold this mirror up to someone. You're like, did you yep. know these things about yourself? And that simple act, all of a sudden insights just start showing up without us as coaches really having to do much except Hold space for those conversations and insights. Stay really curious. Look at the look at these results with our clients. And it's it's really wonderful. So okay, thanks for taking that little detour with me because I know there are lots of assessment options out there, and there are likely coaches who are considering, you know, getting certified in different assessment tools. And again, they're all valuable in their own way. But I appreciate you as someone who has done a number of these assessments, sharing just your personal um reflections on what you know what made this one different um okay number eight uh tell us about a specific moment with a client uh using umap with them that you found memorable just something that maybe was surprising or delightful um, maybe something specific it unlocked for them i think it would be really neat to hear one of your your coach stories of how this tool impacted a client you worked with yeah. One of my favorite is just recent one, actually. Um, she was, I mean, she must've said like three different times. And I, I said, Oh, well that, you know, that sounds like honesty to me and that's not on your list of values. Mm -hmm. And so that she told me a story and I, I highlighted that for her. Well, it sounds like honesty is one of your values, but it's not on your list. She told me another story and I'm like, there's the honesty again. And it was three different times, three different, um, stories of how, other people dishonored yeah, yeah. her value of honesty and yeah. how she was honestly <laughs> yeah. not being honest herself. Like she didn't have 
um, she was dishonoring her own value of honesty because she wasn't speaking up for herself. Yeah. Speaking the truth of, of what was true for herself. And so she was dishonoring that too. And so we ended up removing one of her values that was less important and put honesty on there. And it was such a blatantly blaring, like it was like a neon sign yep. in her life. And yet she didn't think to put it on her values list. Wow. That's amazing. And that highlights why it's so helpful to have a coaching partner who's, who knows how to coach around UMAP to hold, to hold, to have conversations about it because a person can just look at the assessment like anything and just look at it. I say, and then they'll just like put it on the shelf and it'll gather dust. But when you work with a, a, a partner who's trained and how to coach and have conversations and lead and guide and consult, depending on what your strengths are, right. Um, around these variables and these pillars and those kinds of things. It's like, you can spot things that, that your client can't just on their own. And those moments of like, just shining a flashlight, you know, you've talked about honesty, like five times in the past hour, boom. Um, I suspect that's really changed some things in their life. Oh my gosh. I'm just like getting full body chills. Just thinking about it. Cause she's been texting me like these ahas that she's having yes. big ahas because she better understands. Um, yeah. Her values were a huge piece of it. Yep. A huge piece of it. And oh. that's a lot of grief. There's a lot of grief in that when you feel like you've been lied to most of your life. Wow. Well, what does that, ha- what, what, ca- what's the ripple effect of that? Well, you have a hard time trusting people. Mm-hmm. You have a hard time trusting people. You probably have a guard up and you're not really feeling connected to others. And I, I asked her, I said, do you feel like then as a result of that lack of connection, do you feel like you're possibly somewhat depressed? Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because connection is the anecdote for depression. Mm-hmm. It's a huge component that they, we talked like, a, um, I'm mental certified in mental health first aid. And that's one of the things too, that I learned is like with suicide prevention, connection is a key piece for people who are starting to go down that path. It's they're not feeling connected. And I think this is one thing with UMAP too, is it helps you connect to yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's the first connection that truly matters. Yeah. The one to yourself. How, if you don't understand and know yourself, how can you connect with other people? And first of all, have compassion that we're one in 30 million people, right? Yeah. We're all very unique and different. Yeah. And every grief experience is very unique and different. And so, yeah, again, this is like the perfect marriage for my work. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so awesome. So, um, as I mentioned, there there are likely people listening who are thinking about um, maybe investing the time and and uh, energy to learn a tool and to to get certified in UMAP. Is there, you know, what is what's important? What do you think is important for them to know in order to decide if it's a good fit or not? Um, because I really want to honor like not all tools are the right fit for everybody and. Um, that's really always my intention is helping someone decide like, is it a good fit? Is it not? So what would you say to people who are thinking about getting certified in UMAP? 
um, that might help them know or feel clear around whether it's a good step for them? I think if you're a coach of any kind, mm -hmm. this is a value add. Mm -hmm. I think it could benefit any coach. And first of all, I think it, it can only improve your own life. Yeah. It's not just improving the lives of the people you work with, but it's also, if, if you know yourself better, <laughs> you're going to be a better coach. Yep. Um, you know, where your strengths lie. And also, honestly too, like you'll under, you'll have a better understanding of what's outside of your scope. Mm -hmm. of oh, that's really interesting. Can you share more so, about that? I just think that when it comes to grief, um, in particular, that there are coaches that who are not certified for that work. And mm -hmm. I think in coaching around the UMAP, particularly if it's a really good coach, it can bring up a lot for people, especially I think when it comes to, because we're in relationship with people. Yeah. Right. Other people are different. We're all different. And so we can have these conflicting, I'm going to bring it back to the grief again, because we can have, we have conflicting relationships with people, whether they're dead or alive. And so I think just if, if it's a good coach, if you're coaching well, these things are going to come up inevitably and to understand where your strengths are and when to refer that person to somebody else. Oh my gosh. That is such a good, that's a great reminder. I have felt that many times too, that understanding myself better has made me understand my coaching better and made me understand who I am and am not the right fit for. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's, that's. And what I would say then just, yeah. you know, in a nutshell is consider too, if it is a standalone offering mm -hmm. as a coach, like, is this something I'm just going to, that's going to be a standalone offering or what other areas of my life could I bring this in? And I think too, like even energy healers, this would be massively beneficial for them to understand the clients that they're working with too in the energy healing space. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a big, seems like a big part of your story that it really kind of, like you said, it was this missing piece, this part that, and I think that's what makes it neat. It's like, you didn't even, we don't even know how valuable it is to learn these things about our clients until we're in it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, how did I not, <laughs> I didn't even realize this stuff was missing. Just these, these parts of who we're working with and ourselves that, that just. I think it really, like, I just feel like it's like, imagine yourself on stage and it's yeah. terrifying and the curtains closed. And it's that moment before the curtain opens, except you're the coach on the other side of the curtain. And that person is like feeling all sorts of scared and vulnerable, right? Yeah. A coaching session. And I feel like it comes back to when that curtain opens, they don't need to explain themselves again. You know, it's like, it's like, I can see into your soul without you saying a word, mm -hmm. you know, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, this brings us to question number nine, which is kind of an open one, which is there, is there anything even over the course of this conversation that surface, anything you were hoping uh, to cover or a question you maybe um, are hoping that I had asked that I didn't ask that you might want to share about? Yeah. One question I, I just thought of as we were talking was how it's impacted me personally. Yeah. 
And I just want to share a story with my son because my son had a dream of enlisting in the Marines since he was 12. Mm -hmm. And he had a traumatic injury uh, with his pancreas and a good portion of it is dying. And he's obviously the military is not going to take him now. And his father and I are both veterans. So that was really something that was really a deep desire for him. There's a lot of grief in that, right? It's loss of hopes, dreams, and expectations. And so my heart as his mom was crushed and heartbroken for him. And, um, I had been kind of just needling the idea of like doing this UMAP and he knows I do this stuff and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it comes down to it. He finally did it. And, um, before he even did his UMAP though, he had had an interest in healthcare and of course, becoming a patient himself, he was in the hospital for like five weeks. His favorite nurse was a, a guy. Mm-hmm. I even talked to him in the hospital when he was in the hospital. I'm like, well, you know, cause knowing the military is not going to take him. I just kind of put the little idea in his back of his mind. Like, Hey, is this something you would have would consider, you know, being a nurse? Um, anyway, long story short, he did his UMAP. He's got four thinking themes, four of the five are thinking themes. And yeah, I always yeah. told him anything you do, you have to use your mind. Yeah. Just knew that about him. So when he did the UMAP, he's the practitioner mm. and healthcare is where he would thrive. And so he's like, yeah, I already knew that stuff about myself. <laughs> you know, he's seven, eight, going to be 18. And, but it was affirming for what he already knew intuitively. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And what I knew about him. And that practitioner, what, what pillar did that come from? Cause we actually didn't talk about that one very much. So just for, you know, yeah. kind of letting people know how he's wired. Right. Yeah. Personality. So the fourth pillar of UMAP is your personality based interests and which can very much inform career choice, but not just career, just any kind of where you're going to find motivation and inspiration. And as a result of that assessment, you're, there's kind of these two markers and they blend together and there's 30 different types and the practitioner is one of them. And, um, that's revealed by the fourth, the fourth pillar of the assessment. And this fifth theme is a relating theme. Oh, pursuing pediatric nursing. Wow. That's so So, interesting that your first theme is, is relating and then for thinking, and he has four thinking. And then one, his relating is the fifth and, and how those things work together. And even though that trend in those domains is there's so much we can learn just from that. (laughs) Yes. And that's the thing I want to bring up too. It's like, even if you are not a coach or you can use this for your family to better understand the people you live with. Like we all value, like I learned what he values. He values meaningful work. And so I made a point to say to him, whatever you do, it needs to be meaningful work to you or you're not going to be motivated. Yep. (laughs) You'll lose interest. Yeah. That's something I've been trying to share and talk more about is like how many applications there are, because it was developed with a very with career in mind and it's incredibly powerful for career pathing job decisions um and it also can be used in so many other parts of life and 
all different kinds of coaches can use it in so many creative ways, depending on the people they want to help. I mean, your story is just a beautiful example of that. And, um, and so, and so I want to make sure before we wrap, like, how can people find you? Tell us all about where people can learn more about your work. Um, reach out if, if they are in a position where they could use support, the kind of support that you offer. You've shared really some very powerful stories and I thank you for that. So how can people learn more about you? All the links to all the things is on my website, theunleashedheart.com. Great. Um, I'm at the Unleashed Heart on Instagram. I have my podcast is Grieving Voices and that's on all platforms. And yeah, I have a free energy quiz and free eBooks on my website. Um, there's lots of resources on there too. And just because we are coaches together and other coaches might be listening and it, how do people work with you? Like if they want to take that step to, um, to be in partnership, what's your, what are your primary, um, coaching containers right now? One-on-one in one-on-one either mm-hmm. online or in person. Mm-hmm. I do groups, grief recovery groups, um, with, in person or online as well. Nice. Um, energy healing, biofield tuning is with tuning forks. I do that in person or online virtually. Wow. Really cool. Um, and then Reiki as well. Uh, and UMAP independently. You know, if you just want to focus on just the UMAP, although you have to know, I will tie in grief somehow. <laughs> it's <laughs> just in my bones. So you have taught me so much, even in this conversation around this idea that there's grief around so many different things. And I mean, we could have a whole other conversation about that because now I'm curious to know more, but, um, thank you so, 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 so much for being my very first, my very first UMAP coach to go through the 10 coaches for UMAP, 10 questions for UMAP coaches. And, um, yeah, I really appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I've loved this conversation. Awesome. As mentioned in the interview, you can learn more about Victoria and her work at theunleashedheart.com. And if you want to learn more about becoming certified to use UMAP in your own practice, you can head to umapwithallegra.com. The first um, training is coming up in May, and you just have to get your name on that list for updates that'll be coming out in the coming months as all the details come together. Thanks so much for being here. I will be back again soon with another interview in the 10 questions for UMAP coaches series. Thanks so much for being here. Talk soon.